We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into another edition of Pete's Pigskin Preview presented by Riverland Roofing. I'm Neil McCready. That is MPW Digital Football Expert Pete DeWeese getting you ready for uh, Ole Miss and LSU. It's now the 20th ranked Rebels after losing at Alabama this past Saturday, something that I think uh, Coach DeWeese here expected. I'll ask him that in a minute. I gathered from uh, his preparations last week that he he was concerned about that matchup. Turns out I, I think I was right. Uh, Ole Miss loses at Alabama. LSU, on the other hand, uh, holds off Arkansas, gets a field goal on the final play of the game to win 34 to 31, I believe was the final in Baton Rouge. The Tigers now ranked 13th in the country. They are 2 and 0 in the SEC. Ole Miss 0 and 1 in the SEC as we get ready for uh, week five of the college football season. We're also presented by Twisted T. Don't let me forget to tell you about Twisted T. In a moment, first, I do want to tell you about our friends at Riverland Roofing because they are the primary sponsor of this show and they make it happen. Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered, home or business. As a GAF Master Elite contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured, Riverland services Mississippi and its surrounding states. So text or call Riverland today at 662-644-4297. Pete, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Doing great. Fair assumption that you went into that game. You were. It felt like on Thursday night, on last Wednesday night when you and I taped, it felt like you were trying to lay the groundwork for, hey, everybody, slow your roll. This is going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, I was not as enthusiastic as, as a lot of fans were. Um just for for different reasons. Um, you know, we, we haven't seen Ole Miss play great at any point going into the game. And you hadn't seen Alabama play great either. Um, but you know, that they're they're still a talented football team and their roster is still is still stacked and, and so it was just gonna be a question of of who shows up and who's consistent. And you know, I, I do think you saw some productivity with some of the guys that came back um, for Ole Miss and they got some guys healthy, but they weren't clicking. I mean, you know, it's hard. The tight end coming back, I mean, they clearly had a plan for him, but and they got him involved early, but man, did he look gassed by the end of the first drive. Like Been in a boot um, for a month, you know? I mean, it it was the part with that week going in, and I kind of feel like I let people down because I didn't say it enough. It, it, it's hard to go from being in a black jersey or being in a boot or, or being, you know, whatever, non-contact, halfway participating, limited, whatever, to a Saturday pack stadium and all the adrenaline and all the, yeah, it can kind of hide some of the pain and stuff for a minute. But but that's, that, that's a hard adjustment um, for guys that have been out for a while. And so I was curious to see what those guys would do and how much of a difference they would make. And I, I do think you'll see more of that out of those guys as, as you move forward. But, um, you know, I, I, I was, the worry with Alabama was to me was have they found themselves right? When, when, when you make the commitment to go away from the quarterback and then you publicly come back and you go back to him, um, clearly you make that decision because you think, you found what's going to work for you, and and to some degree, I I think that they did. Um, a lot of the things we talked about, I thought in the show, showed up in the game. We saw some some misses on some intermediate throws from Milrow, 
but we saw the big arm. Yeah. We saw him extend plays. Um, you know, we, we, we saw a lot of that stuff. And so, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, you look at the scoreboard and this may sound a little bit crazy, but I, I thought the Ole Miss defense did a lot of really, really good things in the game. I thought they got worn down in the second half. You know, yeah, they, they Alabama, did necessarily... that, Alabama did that thing that it does. It, it, it leans on you. They, they, and they, and they absolutely did. And, and, you know, early on the, Ole Miss is rotating a ton of guys up front at the defensive line, and it's it's beneficial. I mean, it is helping them. But there's also not one guy that is just the guy that absolutely has to be on the field that you know is going to make a play, right? And then it's the same thing. I mean, what you're playing six, seven guys at linebacker, um, and and you know, you got Tennyson lining up there who's probably more of a safety, right? But he's having to play some linebacker. And then, you know, you're getting some production. Like I, I'll say this, the the more I watch the Ole Miss defense, I'm a I'm a Kari Coleman stan. Like oh, okay. I love that kid. Love the way he plays. But again, he's a 220-pound SEC linebacker. And when you look at the coach's yeah. film and you look at the tight shot, he doesn't look like an SEC linebacker, but I love the way the kid plays. And to the point that I looked at his stat line after watching the film, and I was like, really? I swear he had more than that, you know, um, because he was just there so much. And and so, you know, there's a lot of good things happening on that side of the ball. Offensively, just just getting in a rhythm was tough for them um, on, on, on Saturday. And, and you know, I, I feel like, Social media and message boards since Saturday have been just nonstop about, you know, jet sweeps and this and that. And the bottom line is, from a design standpoint, there was nothing wrong with what Ole Miss was trying to do. Um, Where Ole Miss got beat at times was inside, but a lot where they got beat was just on the edge, right? And and, and Alabama on the edge a bunch. Alabama, from a size, strength, speed standpoint, I mean, Look, Caleb Downs is a freshman and starting at Alabama. And I, I saw the kid when he was here in Georgia at high school at Mill Creek High School. And he played like a grown man in high school. And he plays like a grown man right now as a freshman at Alabama. And, and and you know, you look at some of the skill position guys that Ole Miss has on the perimeter that aren't the biggest bodies. And then you've got some of these guys at Alabama, they're, they're just longer. They're bigger. And, and, and some of that size and speed showed up when Ole Miss tried to get to the edge. So, um, you know, I, I do think they had their opportunity, but um, uh, it just certainly wasn't the cleanest performance from Ole Miss. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea. It packs a flavorful punch. alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, whether you're cheering for your favorite team, whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home. Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football, your passion for creating unforgettable memories. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences with Twisted Tea. The drink that fuels fun, celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life. But when you learn how to face your own solutions, how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, to clear negative thought, mentally relax a little. For me, therapy was a life changer. Frankly, it increased my happiness. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable. It's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapist anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash mpw so we turn the page pete from alabama to lsu it's not exactly the friendliest page turn uh we we knew this knew this spot on the schedule was the spot we knew it was 
more than a pothole. This is a monstrous thing that you have to try to bridge. I think it's now a very critical game for Ole Miss. I don't think there's any way around it. If you're trying to win the SEC West, if you're trying to stay in the playoff picture, if you're trying to have those things to talk about as motivation, you have to beat LSU. Simple as that. If you don't, it's an unrealistic thing to wake up on Sunday with losses to Alabama and LSU and go, hey, guys, and with a trip to Georgia on the schedule. Right. It's it's an unrealistic thing. I'm not saying it's impossible, but come on. It's unrealistic to think, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to Atlanta. You're not. You're not going to Atlanta. Alabama's not losing four conference games. Uh, LSU's not losing four conference games. They would have already won two, three at this point. They're not losing four of their last five conference games. And, and and that's only you can reduce those numbers by winning in Athens, something that no one's done in three years now. So I mean, it, it's it's a difficult ask, and I think it puts the season not on the brink, but it makes things weird. A win over LSU, totally different deal. Yeah, you still got to have some help, but you very much have a lot to play for from a big standpoint. You could talk yourself into, hey, we could run the table. And even if Alabama goes to Atlanta and we don't, we could still ease into the fourth spot. I'm not saying that would happen, but you could sell that inside the locker room, right? Forget fans and what fans think. It's what you say to your kids. I don't know that Lane can, with a straight face, look at his guys on Sunday or Monday after they lost to LSU and go, hey, guys, all of our goals are still in front of us. Yeah, you you, you want a locker room that believes. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I think part of what you saw last year down the stretch for Ole Miss was, um, you know, some injury, some distraction. But there were some games where I don't know how much belief there was. And honestly, I think a lot of that started after they left Baton Rouge last year. Um, I, I certainly think think that 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 game played to played to role. And we saw Ole Miss rebound and play some good games um, after that. But um you know, I, yeah, they, this one's big. It, it has to be, um, you make so much out of last week. It doesn't go the way you want it. Um, you need them to respond and, and, and you, you need them to go compete obviously. And then, and the goal is to win and and the opportunity, I mean, is, is there it's, it's, but it's, it's like every week in the sec, you have to go play well because there's a freak somewhere on the other sideline, you know, and, and LSU certainly has a few. I have a bunch of those guys. Well, floor is yours, sir. Um, So, you know, I, I kind of thought we'd start and I, and I was, I was saying this to Neil uh, as, as we were starting that um, the, um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Ole Miss defense and, and, it's you look at the final score, you look at the box score from the other night, and and maybe you don't throw a lot of praise, but I think there was so much concern, especially you know early on, about the Ole Miss defense, and and this is not stamping them as an elite defense. I, I I don't think that's the case, um, but they're so much improved from where they've been the last couple of years, and two things that have to happen moving forward for Ole Miss to be successful this season and to finish this season and what they would, I think, term a successful season is one, they need to continue to play good defense and and arguably be a little better. And then they have to play better up front offensively. And so I, I just kind of want to talk about a couple of things that I've seen for, from an Ole Miss defense standpoint. And the biggest thing to me is third down, Ole Miss has to win third down defensively, right? And and there were times the other night where they did a phenomenal job. So this is three plays into the game for Alabama's offense. Um, it is a third and two situation. And, um, you know, Ole Miss comes out and they get pass right out the gate from Alabama. And so they give up a scramble to an athletic quarterback on on third and two, which is not, not what you – expect and we see Ole Miss get a lot into a little bit different rush package as the game ends up but we've talked about the importance of communication in this defense and and you can see all the communication that's going on pre-snap here as you watch this coach's copy and you see guys hand signals barking back and forth 
raising their hands. Hey, give me the signal. I didn't see it. What's the adjustment? Here we go. You know, and, and so that's such a vital thing. But as you watch the play break down, it's hard to believe that this was not a bust, not in coverage, not in trying to spy the quarterback, but a bust somewhere up front. We, you know, there's no way that they intended to flood one side of the pass rush lane without having somebody there to wait. So, right. So the question is, was he supposed to be here? Yeah. Was it supposed to be a stunt where they're expecting Ivy to work around? And that's what happens late is Ivy does come off and work around, but, but it's too late. So right now, you know, third down and you give up this big run right out the gate based on what looks like just whether it is a bust or a lack of, um, you know, awareness or, or discipline, some might say, um, in their rush lanes. Okay. So moving down just, just a little bit farther, right? L- later in that drive, now you've got them in a third and five. Okay. So this is one of the first times we see Ole Miss come out and, and work a little bit different. We talked about a spy last week and, and everybody kind of said, Hey, are, are they going to take four? Are they going to use him as a spy? And they, they did at times and he was very successful at times. And then there were some times where because you didn't have the fourth guy in the rush, right? That, that it, it, it hurt Ole Miss, but for the most part, he was pretty effective in that role. So here, you know, Alabama comes out and they're, they're just trying to run Y cross. I mean, Lord knows it's a concept that, that Ole Miss has seen a million times in practice. Now, the truth is, as I watch this, I'd bet money that Milrow was messed up. Milrow and maybe even the tailback. Typically when you run this concept, what you're going to get to one side, whatever the the front side is, you're going to get a vertical and an out route, and then the running back is going to go opposite. Here you can see the running back is going to the out route. Normally the progression would start here with that vertical out concept, and then you're going to work back to your deep cross and either curl, dig, or post, whatever route you work on the backside with the running back completing that triangle. If you actually watch this, the front side of the concept is to the right of the quarterback, but as the play starts, he opens left, and he's looking left, and then real quickly comes off of it and and can't figure out. It's almost like he missed the signal, something in the communication process broke down, and you got the quarterback looking the wrong way. Well, as a result, between that and some decent coverage by Ole Miss, Actually, right. Pete, if you if you look down on the bottom of the screen, you can see one of the yeah, Alabama. You can see one of the guys with his hands up. What, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah, they're, they're trying to figure out the exact same thing. But the best news here, I mean, for an Ole Miss fan, is you watch how explosive Perkins is. Once the quarterback declares, I mean, he is he is off right. And and, and we talked as one of the things we talked about last week was was you see Milrow, he keeps his eyes downfield when he runs, and he'll be patient, and hesitant. So when you get a guy that is in a position like like Perkins was that can really go, you know, get after him, you have an opportunity to make some plays. And so that's what happens. So all right. I'm kind of pause. I'm gonna go back to third down in a minute, but the next three plays, and they're they're very much almost right back to back in the course of the game. This is the best we've seen an Ole Miss defense defend these type of schemes in years. Okay, and then that's why I wanted to take time in the LSU preview to talk about the Ole Miss Alabama defense, uh, you know, performance. So Alabama's going to come out, give a little window dressing, and, and they're going to run a screen. Now, if you're Alabama, you want to call this against man to man. They don't get man to man. They they get zone here. It's a second and long. Ole Miss is playing a cover four here, but Alabama actually they're okay. They they have numbers. They're able to pin the inside linebacker, the wheel linebacker with their single receiver, and they're trying to get out the back door with their screen. And at the time this ball is thrown, you can see the corner is almost 12 yards uh, from the back, 14 yards from the back, about nine yards from the line of scrimmage. And Ole Miss defensively is playing so much more. The kids are so much more comfortable in the scheme than we've seen them be. And I say that because of how quickly they're reacting and how quickly they're fitting things. We have not seen that consistently from an Ole Miss defense in quite some time. 
Okay. Here, as soon as that screen is completed, you have a corner coming up immediately knowing his job is set the edge. You have the inside backer fits underneath the guy that cracks on him, D-line flowing fast down the line, safety over the top. And so as a result, a well-set-up screen, essentially, with one guy to block being the corner, but when the corner plays it so violently, I'm going to get to the end zone copy here, and plays it with such confidence and such speed and aggression, it, it makes it hard to defend. So, again, you, you just you see the tempo, the urgency right there from Ole Miss, and the first guy doesn't get him down, but you get great pursuit from the inside out from the defensive line. I don't remember the last time we saw that from an Ole Miss defense. That was really right. well played. He, he blew it up. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So you, you skip forward just a couple of plays now. Okay, Alabama motions. Now, if you were to pause this and take a picture, you could confuse this with last year's Ole Miss defense. There's three safeties on the field. It's essentially a five-man box, right? So it, it it's a set where we've witnessed a lot of times in the past couple of years Ole Miss be – be really soft on some things. Well, here's a run play, okay? And they're getting attacked downhill with a power run play. It's a counter scheme um, from from the offense. And again, just their their understanding of how they want to fit things. And I'm not telling you this is perfect. And this is, I go back earlier, me saying I'm, I'm a fan of Kari Coleman. They understand how they're supposed to leverage things. And they do such a better job avoiding blocks and fitting things with their hat in the right place, knowing where their help is, turning things back to their help, not just turning it to open grass. And that's such a major improvement over what, what Ole Miss has, has seen in the past. And this is, this is the very next play. Okay. Ole Miss here is, is, is going to get into a, a three buzz. So they're going to get into cover three. They're showing this, this high shell here. They're going to rotate him down. He's basically going to become a linebacker. He's going to be the flat defender, and now they're going to get into this cover three. Okay, Right now, if you're Milrow for Alabama, you look up, and they're going to throw some type of a screen out here on the perimeter to one of these outside receivers, and the math tells them it's there. But again, the way that Ole Miss starts to fit the football, the way that they leverage the football. Okay, they they know the flat defender knows he has to turn the ball back inside to his help. There were so many times last year where we saw that player get hooked and the ball get to the perimeter. And if he did turn it back in, the the scrape from inside out was not there. Here, if you pin this thing in before, you know, as soon as the running back catches the ball. If I can time this up right and pause it, it it is it is like, and it's a term that I've heard a lot of defensive coordinators use before. It's like spokes on a tire, right? You have guys from every angle spoking to the ball carrier and taking away any angle for him to get free right there. And again, playing in space, playing confidently, playing with aggression and abandon right there is so far removed from being a consistent thing that we've seen from the Ole Miss defense in the past couple of years. So I think a lot of credit to those guys. And, and you know, are there still some questions about speed at certain spots and sure. size at certain spots? Yes, that exists. Well, it's very evident but, by the way they're recruiting that he's trying to recruit a different kind of player, but he can't he can't magically bring those people in. You have to work I, with what you have. Absolutely. And, and so, I, but I think, I think you're going to see better. De- I think you're going to see the defense continue to improve as the season goes on if they can stay healthy because they're just getting more and more confident in the system. Right. Um, you know, this going back another third down look, he gets into a little bit different look, um, a little bit more, more exotic than, than what he did before. And it's really borrowing on some of the same rush principles that he did before using a spy. But this to me is where Ole Miss has to continue to grow. Okay. So what, what they're doing right here is, is they're playing. They're essentially playing. It looks like a zone defense with a couple of guys working man-to-man principles. So here it looks like he's man-to-man on the point man. And if, if that's the case, 
and we're playing this zone here, then this linebacker has to push flat with the running back. If it's a bust where he's trying to collision the vertical and has to be the flat player, then he has to come off because this happened just enough in the game on the other night to really be a problem for Ole Miss because you can see here Ole Miss ends up with two guys here, zone coverage behind it, but nobody in the flat to take the tailback. And Milrow goes through his progression, finds everything clouded in the middle of the field, and, and again, it's part of the deal when you're only rushing three and you don't have an elite pass rusher. You know, they're close to getting there, but they don't get there. He's able to get it to his check down. And on a third and eight, they're able to convert for an easy 13 yards. And so those are the little things that Ole Miss needs to clean up to see that step yeah. kind of take place, right? Kind of one more, a little bit later, you're third and 13 now. You cannot afford the bust coverage. Okay, Ole Miss comes out again. They're going to rush three again. They're going to try to make him make that intermediate throw right here. Okay, but they're so worried about his legs. So they they get into a deep coverage shell. They're pretty good across everything. And what ends up happening right here is he starts to step out of the pocket. You have two linebackers now that have taken this crossing route by the tight end. And as, as Milrow starts to get out of the pocket, which is a major threat we all know that Ole Miss is going to face on Saturday against LSU, both backers go to take the flush of the quarterback and turn down their guy in coverage, and it ends up converting for a 15-, 16-yard gain on third and 13. And so being disciplined, being to, to have the shell you want, to have everything covered up, and to see two guys – go attack the quarterback and just completely turn loose the dude that they're bracketing in coverage has to be a frustrating thing for the coaching staff. You have to be shored up on what that rush is supposed to look like. Who's going to go be the flush player in that situation when the quarterback gets out of the pocket and you just can't afford to turn that guy loose in, in those, those situations. Last one I'm going to show you uh, from, from Ole Miss's defense um, at Alabama is just a, a good look at, at one of the sacks that they were able to get. Again, using Perkins as a spy where, you know, they played some different games with him throughout the course of the game. They used him for different things. They used him in a rush. They used him as a spy. And they did a good job of mixing it up. And so here's a great example of where they're going to use him as part of the rush. So they're actually going to work. Both defensive linemen are going to cross face two gaps. And as he comes through, the nose is trying to pull 56 with him, the center, and he's going to cross into A-gap. Now you'll see this pressure, they add a fifth player to the rush. So it's not even a four-man rush because what they want to happen is this. He has to get outside and become a contained player. He's got to cross and pull the center. He's upfield. You're going to see... I think it's Jean-Baptiste come in here and take B-gap. So this guard, if he chases the three technique and ends up part of the fit here, he's in position to pick up Perkins as he comes around, but he's going to bust the blitz coming from the other backer. If he stays home on the right side to pick up Jean-Baptiste, which is what happens, now you see Perkins come free, and now that's how they're able to get the sack. So – I thought Golding did a good job scheming up some good things against them. At the end of the day, they got outrun at safety a couple times in cover three, which you can't see happen um, if you want to play at an elite level. And then, you know, there were some times I thought in the second half where they, they just got worn down. The Alabama did what Alabama does, like you said earlier. So before, um, we, shift to, before we shift to LSU and, and the prep for Saturday, I want to tell you that we're brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasoned, seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. When it comes to options, honestly, more is more. That's why HelloFresh's menu includes 40 recipes and more than 100 add-on items to choose from every week. A busy fall schedule doesn't always leave you with time to spare. And with HelloFresh, uh, with HelloFresh, 
You don't need to spend all evening in the kitchen to whip up a wholesome meal. With their quick and easy recipes and 15-minute meals, you can get a tasty dinner on the table in less time than it takes to get takeout or delivery. HelloFresh is more than just dinners. You can also stock your fridge with easy breakfast, quick lunches, and fresh snacks. Just shop HelloFresh Market and add on any of these tasty, time-saving solutions to your weekly box. HelloFresh makes cooking so easy and fast. We have nights where I'm working late, Carson's at soccer, and HelloFresh saves the day. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 50MPW and use code 50MPW for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I drink AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune system support, and I hate taking pills. I drink AG1 every morning. I love knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves, covering my nutritional basis. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust AG1. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water, drink it first thing in the morning, done. I like that it costs less than $3 a day. It's a really effective daily daily habit with the highest quality sourced ingredients. It's a win-win. I also like uh, that, that it's a comprehensive solution for my supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and a five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com slash MPW. That's athleticgreens.com slash MPW. Check it out. Pete? Yeah. Um, so we'll, we will change page or change, uh, kind of change, change ideas a little bit here. Shift to LSU. Um, you know, it's no secret who LSU is, um, you know, offensively in particular. Um, the quarterback obviously is is really a phenomenal athlete. They're a roster that's just littered with speed. Um, but ultimately, you know, when, when you watch this LSU offense, they're very similar to the same LSU offense we saw last year. Um, and as I was watching it, even preparing this, I remember some of the specific things we talked about last year preparing for LSU and how much a lot of those things showing up on, on film again. So show you just their offense a little bit here from their Florida State game. And the biggest thing that, that you have to know when you're preparing for, for LSU is five, eight, and 86, yep. right? I mean, that, that, those three dudes, they're good players on the roster, period. But five, eight, and eighty-six in so many ways make them go. Um, they have so many ways that they use the tight end. They will move eight around, you know, against Mississippi State. They were seeing a lot of man coverage. They played him in the slot, matched him up on safeties, found ways to attack that in this Florida State game. He's a little bit inside, but he's a whole lot of outside, matching him up on corners, doing some different things. And the game plan changes with him a little bit from week to week because he's an explosive player. Yeah, Arkansas tried to zone him a lot, and then they tried to mix up some stuff. And for a little while, it kind of worked. They had a good plan, and then once once they kind of figured it out, it was, that's that. Good night. Well, yeah, once once they found him, they they found him. Um, and and he's, he's, he's a dynamic player. He's, you know, he's the best receiver Ole Miss will have played at this point. This is the best offense. Ole Miss will have faced it at this point. Um, and, and, you know, they do a good job scheming things up. I mean, this has become one of the kind of more popular concepts um, of of late in football, and there's a lot of different ways to do it. So they show the jet motion here because they want to get the eyes of the defense, everything going to the right, and then they're going to they're gonna sell the fake. So what they're going to do here is they're going to drain the field. They're going to – take both receivers from the left after the jet motion, and they're both going to try to cross the field, and they are basically nothing more than decoys, okay? The tailback is going to come out after he fakes, and he's going to get into his real route, his wheel route, and the tight end after a slight delay is going to leak back across. So typically defensively, you're telling one of your linebackers, that if the back leaks out, he's responsible for taking it. So the goal is if somebody runs with the back, the tight end replaces him on this leak concept and you get, you know, you're able to just exploit the void in the defense. Here, this is first play offensively for LSU against Florida State. 
Nobody takes the tailback. It's an easy read. Absolutely starts them off with an explosive play, gets them down inside the red zone right right out of the gate. So they do a really nice job of blending in, you know, some of these type of concepts, um, finding ways to to get guys um, some easy throw and catch. I mean, you can see the tight end here. Had, had number four, the linebacker, taken the tailback, you can see the tight end fakes the block, releases on the drag route. It, it's just real simple manipulation of space and players and getting guys um, kind of in the spots. And with the quarterback as athletic as Daniels is, as much as they use his legs, you can't not respect the the bootleg action um, that, that the play starts with. So that's how they start the play right away with a plan to get the tailback or tight end involved. Play two, let's get the tailback or tight end involved again because, again, 86 is the guy. They are going to feature 86. So, again, they're going to show jet motion, try to get the defense to run, and they're going to work an RPO here, okay? So they are reading this linebacker, number four. All right, if the numbers tell him that he has an advantage in the box, let me – get my remote working correctly. If the numbers tell him he has an advantage in the box or if he sees the linebacker going with 86 across the formation, he's going to hand this ball off because number four, the wheel backer fits inside for the run. Daniels is going to pull the ball, threaten the edge, and then he's just going to dump it off now to his tight end in the flat. Okay. We, we've seen Ole Miss use similar schemes for quite some time since Kiffin uh, arrived on campus. It, it, it almost was overused at times when Matt Corral was still there. Um, but, again, they're going to find as many ways as they possibly can to, one, get Daniels on the edge, on the perimeter, where his legs can be such a threat. But also they're going to find ways to get the ball to the tight end, whether it's down the field, over the middle, in the flat, He's he's a big part of not just their passing game, but really a big part of their run game as well in how they use him to, to manipulate runs in the RPO game. Um, you know, the other thing you always have to be aware of with uh with LSU is is like we said, you got to be aware of Daniels and and his feet. So here they're gonna show a screen. Okay, they're going to show this swing screen out here to the tailback. They're motioning guys over to try to create an advantage for blocking. And all he's looking at is who's going with the motion. You see here as this starts, there's a one linebacker in the box. As soon as he knows it's man-to-man right now, as soon as that linebacker leaves to go with the tailback, if he doesn't like that picture at all, He's got the ability to take off. That's exactly what he does right there. First and 10 turns into a 15-yard gain right there. And, again, real simple for the quarterback, right? It's not anything complicated. It's let's get the ball to playmakers in space and design it in a fashion that, okay, if we don't like it, our quarterback's one of the best, you know, most elusive playmakers in college football. Give him a chance to go be his guy. So in every game, they find multiple ways to get into the same kind of thing, okay? So kind of moving forward a little bit, I uh, this is another example now. Much like you see Ole Miss do so often, they actually get an empty to, to essentially do the same thing, okay? They've got a very simple – um, Y stick concept down here at the bottom. So this is kind of an all encompassing play for them. Okay. This is a, if, des- this is a design quarterback run, right? So it's a design quarterback one run, but he has outlets. Okay? okay. Okay. If, if you pop the box, if you put two backers in there, if you roll a safety down and he gets anything that he doesn't think the numbers are there for him to run. Right. So he has. This guy's got an outside hitch. He's going to run a slot fade. He's going to run an out route. I'm not positive what they're working at the top of the screen right here. I don't recall off the top of my head, 
But if he were to get press man and they're about to blitz and, and you're out gapped, you can't, you, there's no place for the draw, then this slot fade becomes your man beater. You drop the ball right here. You throw it right towards the top of the numbers. And as long as there's no safety right there in the middle of the field, but again, if it's a blitz look and it's a man to man or cover one, <clears throat> that safety's not going to be there. So there's his man beater. Here, number four is tucked to the box. If number four fits and becomes part of the pressure, you've got the easy out route here versus zone coverage. But as soon as four pops out, there's no backer in the box. They've absolutely – now, what Florida State actually tries to do is is very similar to what Ole Miss tried to do with Perkins last week, where they're going to take number 11, and he is going to fold back out, and he's going to become the spy. But as you watch it unfold from the end zone here, okay, he's looking, he's checking the coverage right now. Do I expect blitz? I know it's not man-to-man. I'm not going to throw my man beater. So it's real quickly, do I have my zone? And he knows right away, number four pops out. Boom, I can't throw it, so I'm going to run. Okay, they just give him a little bit too much space. LSU was able to work up just enough. What I'm a little bit surprised of here is, you know, typically when you see this type of rush look, you would either get the nose, I feel like, starting on this side to come across. You typically don't see two open gaps pre-snap that remain open gaps, even if you're trying to flush number 11 to it. Now, they do bring an extra rusher from the edge, but you need him to get here. You you need something in that A-gap right now. They're late getting there. 70 works off, gets just enough, almost just sets a basketball screen, and it's enough. If, you know, Nick Saban said it on the on the broadcast of the Ole Miss uh, Alabama game last week, you know, after Ole Miss's first touchdown, he says a empty, clear quarterback draw situation for them, and we didn't defend it. He, he was throwing his coaches under the bus for not making the right call in his opinion, right? Same deal. If you get an empty check from LSU right now, you better have a plan for quarterback draw because it's coming. Um, it, it's such a big, big part of what they do. And then, you know, not going to talk much more about their offense because it's, 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 they're good at what they do. It's a lot of things they do that are really very similar to what Ole Miss does. A little bit more pro style in some ways. Um, but you know, right here, like we said, and this is a third and long. And this is he's he's going to find his best player. They start in a two by two, and they're going to motion eighty six across, and they're trying to just they're trying to unlock for the quarterback. Are we looking at zone? Or are we looking at man to man? So as soon as the corner or the nickel travels with eighty six in motion, and you can see number twenty running with him, now the quarterback knows it's man to man. So he I have a one on one matchup with my best player right here to the short side. He knows right now that's where I'm going. So as he catches the ball, whether it's a call to come back or it's a read by the receiver, he pushes to depth, balls out in rhythm, make the first guy miss, get the first down right there. Those two are in sync right now. They're really connecting. Um, I I first kind of noticed it in the Mississippi State game, and as I went back and watched their offense a a little bit more, I mean, that's you got to have a plan. Now, Part of the reason I showed this clip was not just to show eight making a catch because there's a million clips of those <laughs> I feel like that, that you can find. But I showed the clip of the Ole Miss defense earlier, and in particular to to the boundary side where nobody got out in the flat and Alabama hit the check down to the tailback. Okay. If you don't get somebody in the flat versus this LSU offense, they're going to find it. If you're going to press and play one-on-one on eight, you either have to provide some help on the top or you better back off and provide help underneath because against Arkansas, I thought they did a really nice job. No matter how Arkansas chose to play him, play off, if there wasn't immediate help underneath, the ball was there now. Press, try to play over the top, okay, let him work the one-on-ones, and if the safety didn't get there, ball was up. And if the safety got there, they found somebody else. So, um, you know, how Ole Miss chooses to defend him, whether he's in the slot, out wide, um, how Ole Miss chooses to defend the flat in certain situations, I I think is going to be important. 
But ultimately, go ahead. I was, I was go ahead finish your sentence before you shift to the LSU uh, defense. I was going to pay a bill here. Uh, well, pay pay the bill. Go ahead. Fall is here, gentlemen, and it's about to get busy during the holidays. Don't let that stop you from sticking to your habits and being the best version of yourself. That's where our friends at Caldera Lab come in. These guys are the best in the skincare game with an easy routine. Keep your face looking pretty no matter your schedule. Plus, what a what's a better gift than clear skin? Join the over the other 100,000 men who trust Caldera Lab to show your best self and first impression this fall. Plus, it's a great gift. As I get older, I know I have to take skincare more seriously. Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products, and the regimen leads off their product lineup. It's a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Caldera Lab knows the skincare world is heavily female-driven and has long been the Wild West for men. That's why they're making the solution simple. The regimen includes three products, the Clean Slate, the Base Layer, and the Good. The Clean Slate starts and ends your day. The face wash leaves all skin types refreshed. The Base Layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin, jumpstart your day full of confidence, and the Good is your go-to multifunctional serum at night that helps your skin look tighter and smoother, as well as reduce the visibility of wrinkles and face lines. Every drop of this serum is packed with 3.4 million antioxidant units protecting your skin. Caldera Lab is the leader in men's skincare, made only with top-tier ingredients. Clinical trials have found 94% of men's skin shown an an overall younger-looking appearance after using Caldera Lab for a few weeks. One minute morning and night is all it takes to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. And just for our audience, we have an exclusive deal. You're not beating this offer. Use MPW Digital at calderalab.com. Get 20% off right now. Get 20% off with code MPW at calderalab.com to make unforgettable first impressions with the best gift of this holidays. Uh, that's the second one tonight you've read where I've actually opened up a, a tab on the browser to, to type in the website to remember it for later. There you it's, go. It's somebody that spends a lot of time outside in the sun and has seen a lot oh. of coaches uh, have a lot of skin issues as they age. That uh, that that piques my interest certainly. So same as I um, look in the mirror, sometimes I'm like, man, what what, what can I do about this? So there you go. I, I started I started going gray before I was 30. So anything that'll help me maintain this uh, this this beautiful face and not look <laughs> older is a is a good thing in my book. But um, speaking of being your best self. Um, Ole Miss offensively is going to have to be that on Saturday. Yeah. Um, there's, there's points to be had, you know, against LSU, but so let, me, um, let me interrupt you and ask you this because before you hit yeah. the button here, because I think this is, this is my opinion and I want to know whether I'm right. And I've said it on so many podcasts that if I'm wrong, I'm going to be really wrong all week. But I think this game, this Ole Miss game, as we look at the screen, we look at Arkansas getting ready to take its first snap against LSU's defense. I think Ole Miss's game against LSU is decided right here. If you told me pick something, you get to watch 20 snaps of something and t- tell me who wins, I'll go show me Ole Miss's offensive front against LSU's defensive front, and I'll be able to tell you everything else because here's why. And t- Please, Pete, feel free to go, Neil, you're an idiot, and I'll go, yeah, I, I know. LSU's going to score points. They're gonna get. They're gonna get points. Ole Miss is not shutting them out. It's not happening. Forget it. In my opinion, LSU is gonna get into the twenties. They're gonna get points. This thing is going to come down to whether Ole Miss can protect the quarterback, establish enough of a running game to keep them honest, and stop their athletes from teeing off on third and long and and going for the target because God knows they're good at it. Look at them; they're freaks. And so I think this game comes down to this right here. Everything that I plan to show you about the LSU defense is about I, I don't know how well Ole Miss is going to run the football. I, I don't right now. If 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 you told me to set an over under on rushing yards, I if you can take Jackson Dart's rushing yards out of it, it I don't I don't know what it's going to look like. And and a lot of that is just we haven't seen Ole Miss be great in the run game. Period. Ole Miss is going to have to be great in the RPO game because they know they want to run the football. There is space and grass to be found in the RPOs. 
And if they can get them working, I do think it will help the run game, which is the sole purpose of RPOs. But literally every clip I was going to show you of this LSU defense was about two things. Take the open grass when they give it to you and stay out of third and long. Yeah. If Ole Miss gets into third and long against his defense, it's not going to be fun. Um, because they, AJ they made a lot of plays happen with his feet and his big body. He's so hard to bring down. And, and I, and I, I saw, I saw, uh, this morning, I saw somebody tweeted and I don't remember if it was Cole Kubler. I, I don't remember who it was, but they talked about the Arkansas offensive line being on the same page and how they're working as a unit. Yeah. And, and they give up pressure and, 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 Yes, like it doesn't always look pretty, but they handled some stuff against this LSU front, and it's stuff that we have seen Ole Miss struggle to handle against Tulane, right? So I'm I'm curious to see what growth has there been from the offensive line position at Ole Miss, and how do they handle some of that stuff? So, um, you know, I, out the jump here, just kind of what I wanted to show you is. LSU is not afraid to play soft coverage, give you underneath stuff, and then come flying like a bat out of hell to take it away. And I showed you a clip a few minutes ago of the Ole Miss defense doing essentially the same thing. And and you see some of that, you know, kind of out the jump. But, you know, Arkansas starts the game, and they do a great job of taking advantage of it. If, if you're going to play off on the perimeter – we have to be able to throw the ball short and go make plays in the run. So Arkansas starts out with an easy sprint out for KJ. Um, it, it's a just a sprint out smash concept. It's I called it five times last Friday night. I mean, it's everybody carries something like this to to some degree, and just boom! Right now they're playing off. Make the easy throw. Get ahead of the sticks. That is going to be so important for this Ole Miss offense on Saturday to not end up in second and 12, second and nine, because you can't end up in third and eight, third and nine, and expect to continually be successful against this defense. Um, You know, they will, again, coming back to the idea of they will play some soft coverage and they will put numbers to the run. They are going to stop the run. I mean, you know, here coming out, it looks like a six-man box with a seventh player, just just kind of off the edge right there. And so KJ sees that. He sees seven committed to the box with a quarter safety that's ready to come fit. You are out-hatted in the run game. This is where you have to be good. They are giving you grass. This corner is bailing. They are telling you we are playing a quarter's look, a soft man-to-man. Take the grass, but you better execute it because we're freaks and we're fast and we're coming pissed off and ready to tackle. And the truth is right here, Arkansas's outside receiver just screws them, right? When 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 our receiver coach um, talks about bubble screens and outside perimeter screens, you know, it, it's never blocked the corner. It's never blocked the safety. It's always cover up, right? So here on this bubble screen, cover up number two. So as you approach, you have to take a picture, and as this corner's backing off, you have to block the safety that's attacking. Here – he locks in on the corner. The safety bat out of hell with a lot of confidence comes and drops. I mean, that, that should have been a game. There's yeah. no reason for that. But that is, again, that is understanding the system defensively. That is playing with great eyes, great technique, and being a freaking banshee to the football. Yeah. I mean, that, dropping is, them for a that is one athletic dude right there. Uh, it, oh, it, and, and the defense is loaded with them. I mean, they, they really are. But, again, there's space to be had. Right. If I, there are other clips I could have shown very similar. Um, if I go back where here you see that this linebacker up here is kind of loose and he's ready to come play the run, but he's kind of loose. Well, that's because he was tighter early in the game and they throw this little speed out because again, the corner's off. They're giving you, there are yards to be had, but you have to be successful in early down and distance. Because if you don't, you get to – that was first down. This is two plays later. This is third down. You can see it's a third and ten here. Okay. So Ole Miss is going to – or not Ole Miss, excuse me. LSU is going to get into 
I'm calling it an exotic look. It's it's just modern football, if, if we're being honest. Okay. But right now, they're showing you two down linemen, essentially three linebackers standing up within a yard of the line of scrimmage. You have a safety that's working down into the box now to be an extra fitter. Now, there's free grass up here. He's playing with an eight-yard cushion, but it's third and ten. He's playing off because he knows he can sit on those sticks because with the pressure they're about to bring, the route's going to have to happen fast most likely. Okay, He's got help in the middle of the field, so he's playing with outside leverage because if you want to run a post or something, this cover one safety is is here to help help clean it up. Okay, so as you watch it develop, they've got the rat underneath, right at the crossing level. So if you want to run some type of screen pass, some type of crossing route, this guy's known as the rat. He's underneath to go rat it out. He's there for the quarterback if the quarterback takes off. Everybody else is manned up across the board, and you've got this deep cover one safety in the middle of the field to try and erase anything that happens deep. So. Let's go look at the end zone shot. Look at how they attack the protection. Okay. You got all these guys floating, kind of floating around here. So they're just going to work a stunt. Okay. Watch how this stunt plays out. They're going to take the right side and they're both going to work up and then they're going to cross face. They're going to try to pull that side of the protection inside. They're going to come off the edge. They're going to take one of the best athletes defensively in the country. They're going to push him forward, and then he is actually going to loop all the way around. And now they're going to come behind him with 30, and they're going to secure So if the left guard, the right guard for the offense, chases Perkins as he goes around, 30 is going to come clean unless the back is there to pick him up, okay? But the big thing that's going to happen is as they collapse this one side, what you're essentially doing, if you don't come free, you're forcing the quarterback to roll left. When he does, you're bringing this defender all the way around to essentially catch him as he leaves the pocket. As this one starts, you see there's the pressure. They don't force him to roll left, but they hold it up just long enough that they're able to shake free. Now, KJ is is a large individual. He is. And he is able to pull out of this. this I mean, this is a really good pass rush. I mean, Lord, look, look what 18 does to the to the right tackle for Arkansas right here. He just gets into a traditional bull rush and sets him in the lap of the quarterback. Right. And KJ is able to get out, make the safety miss, and it turns into an explosive play. So again, there's opportunity. Yeah. Right. But we have not seen Ole Miss handle those movements great at this point of the season. Yeah. Um and, and that's KJ, such a KJ doesn't get enough credit for the game that he had last Saturday. He I, he he kept them in the game. Absolutely. By himself. Absolutely. So again, so so here's an example. And this is an example of KJ with a great, great decision, great read right here, okay? Again, they're playing soft. They're going to bring Perkins from all the way out here. Yeah. Which is crazy because, again, it's just how athletic he is, right? They believe he's fast enough to get there. Yeah. So the jet motion right here in Arkansas, is is, they're really trying to bring him across to lead on stretch. KJ sees the movement coming. He feels the pressure. So he's going to turn – fake the stretch, and then he's going to turn and throw the key screen out here. Now they block it better. This is a great situation. This is where you have to attack or attack LSU. You have to find when they're going to play soft and you can get numbers, you have to take advantage of it. Yeah. For Ole Miss, the problem is, and we started off talking about the Ole Miss-Alabama game, Ole Miss didn't handle the perimeter well. We saw the jet sweeps, and I almost showed some of the clips of the jet sweeps from, from the offense. Because it's not the it wasn't the play call. Sometimes the ball carrier made the wrong cut. A lot of times it was the outside receiver, the blocker, just not being enough, not fast enough, not big enough, whatever, against the Alabama defense. So 
you know, LSU is willing to give you these opportunities, but then you have to now be physical enough on the outside and athletic enough to go take advantage of it. Yeah. As a ball carrier, as a unit, Ole Miss has those guys. It's are they going to be able to to protect and and or to block and do enough to create those kind of open running lanes on the perimeter. Okay. So just kind of last really just three more clips. Again, focusing on third and long. Got to stay out of third and long if you're Ole Miss. Third and nine, here they go. They're going to get back into another one of their kind of exotic looks a little bit. Okay. Last time we saw, and I'm going to go ahead, um, um, I'll show the white copy first. Um, So last time we saw them, they had two down linemen, three backers kind of floating around. Here you're going to see full complement of three down linemen. You've got Perkins on one edge. Okay, and they're just kind of going to isolate, and then they're going to work a twist back his direction as well. Okay, phenomenal job by the Arkansas offensive line to to give KJ this opportunity right here to find his check down. I mean, phenomenal job by the O line because if you look at what's about to happen with the front for LSU, so they're going to settle in, show the pressure, so. You're off the edge here. They're going to give you the interior twist here, bring him around, and then they're going to bring this pressure from the other side. Now, they're showing you that they're bringing five. Was is this actually sorts out? They're only bringing four, so it's it, it's a simulated pressure. They're showing you max blitz look, but in reality, they're just getting four guys in the rush. They're not overpopulating the scheme. They're trying to beat you with speed, and they're trying to beat you with the movement right here. Arkansas, like I said, both the O-line and the running back, they really do a phenomenal job picking it up. KJ does a good job stepping up here and is able to get to his check down um, because they're not – Ole Miss for so long was – or Ole Miss, I'm sorry. LSU for so long was so good. They played cover one. They played man-to-man, high safety in the middle, and they were just so damn good that they could lock guys down. They're not playing as much of that coverage on film as what we've seen in some of the years past, uh, in my opinion, from the LSU defense. So there are spots in the zone where you can find openings, but you better control the front, okay? Another example, in the red zone, another third and long right here, okay? Again, they're showing you man-to-man here. They're showing you a pressure look right here, okay? Drops out again. They're only bringing four, right? But if you're the offensive line, get to the end zone copy here, you're having to sort out in protection what is this actually going to be, what's it actually going to look like. So, again, they're they're, they're showing six guys in pressure. Eight looks like he's playing coverage, but you've got 40, you've got 30. 16 for all these guys show them part of the pressure. They're going to drop out again. They're going to show this man to man. They're going to drop out into his own coverage. They're only going to send those four, but because of their athleticism, it's a really good rush off the edge on both sides and Ole Miss. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't like beating a dead horse, but Ole Miss has had some issues at the right tackle spot in particular. Yeah. Speed rushers. Yeah, they have. Dallas Turner last week. It's going to be a big moment for Pettis. It's, this it, is going to have to really play well. Absolutely, on both sides. But I, I would not be surprised if, if you look up and you see four lined up across from Pettis most of the night on third down and, and using his speed to try to get, get on the perimeter. So another example, third and long, third and 18. Lord knows you never want to be in third and 18. Um, I think I again. Just just an example. So again, they're they're in the red zone again. Okay. Again, kind of here's they're moving guys around, they're getting people different positions in the rush. And then here you see them you see them use Perkins much like Ole Miss used Perkins last week, right? Um as a spy. So again, they're they're gonna show the rush. You have to be aware of where he is in the rush. Is is it Starts out just a simple three-man rush. Everybody's bull. They're bull rushing at both tackle spots. You see what both ends do to the tackles. 
just both tackles, offensive tackles end up on their butt because of the bull rush. Just get and what happens now, you've got trash at the feet. He can't escape up the middle. So you flush him to again, a great player and quarterback doesn't have chance to get outside and make a throw. Doesn't have a chance to try to find anybody open. He throws up a prayer right here, just ends up being out of bounds and he takes a big shot. Okay. These are the things they are going to play games and they're going to play as many as they can. Now here you see they do get the late hit on the quarterback, right? Um, and so they do live to play another day. But if Ole Miss wants to be successful, they are going to have to limit the third and long opportunities where they allow LSU to really get into their rush package. If they can keep them, because I, I watch them third and medium, third and short, the way they play, they're, they're going to give you some things. But if they can get you in long down and distance, man, um, it, it's a hard spot to be in. And Ole Miss was not successful uh, there. Uh, a ton last week and, and they're, they're going to struggle to be successful there this week. So they got to do their best on early downs to really stay out of those third and long. What's your gut feeling? You know what? Um, I wish I was going to be there. Uh, I know they're bringing back the 2003 team and I was uh, a proud manager working with the offensive line, but I was on the sidelines for those games and, got the invitations and just couldn't make it. I know there's going to be a lot of great dudes in the stadium, um, guys that I – some of whom I have not seen in a long time. So I hope all those guys are going back. I hope they have a great experience. And the one thing I know is um, is with Ole Miss and LSU, sometimes it doesn't matter, right? We can watch this and say one team is better than the other, and the reality is it, it is – it's always has the opportunity to be a great game. And I think if you're an Ole Miss fan, that's what you expect. But I also think you have to face it with some reality, and that's the, that this is the most talented team Ole Miss has played to date. Jackson Dart has to play really well. Absolutely. Much better than he did last week. Yeah. We've been brought to you by Riverland Roofing. Again, uh, please, if you have uh, roofing needs, if you need an inspection or new roof, maintenance program, Riverland Roofing can help you. It's uh they service Mississippi, all the surrounding states. Six six two six four 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 two nine seven. We'll be back next week with another edition of Pete's Pigskin Preview. We'll turn the page. Just saw some Arkansas. We'll be talking about Arkansas, Arkansas and Ole Miss next Saturday, six thirty in Oxford. So we'll talk about that game the next time we get together with Pete. Pete, thanks again so much for the time. It was awesome. Definitely. Thanks to everybody for listening, for viewing. Please share, tell a friend, and uh, be careful if you're heading towards Oxford or wherever you're headed for the weekend. Be safe, and we'll talk to you again next week. Take care. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.